In a stadium rich with tradition, the lights shine the brightest. This is the camp. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Well, we're back for another episode of the camp. No Jesse Temple. He'll be joining me in a few weeks when we get to Big Ten Media Days again. But we are continuing our process of going through our position previews. And we've done all the offense. We did that. We did that uh, these last few weeks. Five positions. Uh, five different people joined me in doing those. And we got the story of how they got to their spot in covering the Badgers. And we continue that today with Evan Flood from 24-7 Sports. We're going to start the defense. We're going to talk about the defensive line in a little bit. Probably get into a little bit of Cormac Sampson. That news broke this morning. Evan actually broke that news this morning that Cormac Sampson is uh, stepping away and uh, not going to be coming back for his fifth year. So we'll get into that uh, towards the end of the show. But Evan, thanks for jumping on. I know you're just back from a weekend of covering college ba- or excuse me, high school basketball, the AAU circuit down in, where were you, Georgia? I was in Kansas City. Kansas City. All right. So in Kansas City, uh, I believe the next stop is Georgia, right? The next stop is Minnesota, but you're getting closer. <laughs> Moving in further away. Where's the Pe- where's Peach Jam then? Uh, that's in South Carolina. That'll be uh, that starts Monday. It goes for about a week, but I won't be going to that. Okay. All right. Well, this is all good information that I didn't have before. I'm right, really on top of it, uh, clearly. But before we get into what you're doing now, I want to start with how you got here, right? So everyone else has uh, talked about where they're from. I know where you're from. You're from Stoughton. Can't spell tough without, or Stoughton without tough. Uh, yes. Uh, you can, can spell smart, though, without Stoughton. So that's, that's impressive. Um, right. Yes. Uh, so Stoughton, you grew up in Stoughton. What was that like? Well, the first thing I'll say about Stoughton is, is we're just built differently. You know, Jack Nelson, Brady Shipper, Jordan DiBendetto. Uh, Barrett Nelson and then Evan Flood somewhere and wherever you want to put me in that group, it's fine. Yeah. But um, I I already forgot the question. Uh, So you're from Stoughton. You grew up in Stoughton. Uh, We'll get to your football career. I did some some looking up on that, but um, you you grew up in Stoughton. Yeah, I went to Stoughton High School. Uh, played three sports. I uh, love sports growing up, obviously, and, and kind of stuck with that uh, throughout my whole life. Um, I, I don't. I, I was listening to this before because I, I saw Mike was on, and, and I only listened to that one because I knew you were going to take some backhanded <laughs> shots at me. And, and this was the part of the the interview I, I, I feared because I I, I I just don't know any interesting stories about myself. I'm pretty <laughs> okay. I'm pretty low key. I'm, I'm sure there are, but they don't pop to to the top of my head. So I'm trying to give you something that we can run with, but uh, I really don't. Uh, I'm not an open book like that. I'm sure there are some some stories, but you'd have to hint at them before I could ever before I could ever reveal anything. Right. Um, well, that's, I mean, well, and that's the point of doing all these interviews, though. I think like I, I've learned so much about everybody, and I've gotten messages from people saying how much they've enjoyed learning about people. And I'm not looking for your deep darkest secrets. We're not going there. Like that's not. Yeah, not even going to go there. That's that's just not where I was going to go. My the uh, the deepest I got was. Your football team when you were a senior was horrible. Uh, <laughs> that I can talk about. The Stoughton Vikings, horrible. Uh, okay. Did not win a game your senior year. Oh and nine, I believe. Is that accurate? No comment. So it's accurate. All right, sweet. So it's <laughs> accurate. You were a wide receiver on that team, I believe. Is that accurate? Wide, wide receiver linebacker. So, okay. so it, it wasn't in my control. I can only do so much. I need the ball. How bad were you guys? Oh, we were bad. I, 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 we actually had a, a – okay, here we go. See, now, now I can run with this. <laughs> this is something I can sink my teeth into. So I had a bachelor party a couple weeks ago with, you know, one, one of my buddies from, from Stoughton who I, I've stayed in touch with since he was on the team. And, and I used to – I was joking with him because I was like – we were kind of just talking about the old days. And I'm like, you remember how good we felt like when we went into the locker room like down 21 or 28 nothing or, or something like that? Like we were like – the locker room mojo was flowing. We're like, we're in this. We're not getting killed. We know we're not. I remember we lost the game. I think like we played at Camp Randall 
Edgewood, or I think we played Edgewood, you know, 21 seven, you know, they were probably like an eight and four type team, something like that. And we were flying high that night. Let that me tell you something that that's how bad we were. <laughs> how, how good were you? Uh, I, I was all conference on both offense and defense. Okay. Uh, I don't know how good I would have been if I tried to play in college. I, I stopped. I really kind of stopped loving football <laughs> once I got to high school. I think, you know, we lost a lot of games. <laughs> the, the one we won in varsity in three years, and that, that, that was a party homecoming <laughs> junior year. You know, that, 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 that's, uh, that, that was almost down, you know, same, same mojo as, you know, being down 14, nothing and half pretty much, you know, a little step, a little step up there when we beat another team who hadn't won a game all year, I think either. So, um, yeah, it's all conference on, on both sides of the ball. Um, I don't know. I, I had an injury, I think around eighth grade where I dislocated my knee. Um, yeah, after that, I did not like getting hit anymore. Okay. <laughs> Both from running back to wide receiver that, that, that kind of never really got over that. So, um, I don't know how long I, I could have stuck it out and, and yeah, I'm sure I would have been better had that not have happened and, you know, didn't affect me mentally. Uh, but, but I'm sure everybody has some type of an excuse like that as to why they didn't go where they, they wanted to go. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I did all right in the end, but, um, you know, I was kind of never, never really loved the sport that the way I did when I was younger after that. Yeah. Uh, just, to, I, because I'm trying to be accurate here, I, I like accuracy. You know, there's first team, there's second team, all conference, right? Uh, there's third team in some cases. You were whatever, whatever the last one was. Honorable. I mention. don't know how they broke it up. Okay. Honorable mention. Honorable there mention. Uh, uh, well, all, that's what happens when you don't win a game. Yes. Uh, was this uh, the Southern Badgers? So not even just yeah, right. So when it was good. When it was good. When back when it was good. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so you also played basketball. Was your team any good in basketball? Uh, we weren't till senior year, but, but you already know this, but I'm guessing. So what are we doing here? Are you just trying to catch me up into a lie? No, absolutely not. I would, <laughs> that's, that's not my goal here. My goal here is to have a good time and to uh, enjoy the exploits of Evan Flood at Stoughton High School and figure out exactly how good you were uh, as a basketball team and a basketball player. We were very poor for three years. Uh, senior year, we, we kind of turned it around uh made it to sectionals i think okay um you know so it, it was a, a rough program you know the my whole my first three years and even long before that um you know so that was something we kind of hung our hat on um you know i, I think we thought we could have gone farther and won more games you know definitely lost some we, we should have won um that that you know stuck with us for a while but um you know, I, I think when you look at where the program was and then that 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 year um, that, that we had senior year to, you know, win a, a regional title, um, you know, that was probably one of my better memories, you know, in high school sports, just going for, you know, three years of not having won much to, to be able to, you know, take home a plaque. You know, I remember that feeling pretty good. Again, I, I did not look this up until just now, but you guys went 12 and 11. Okay. And that was a high mark for you guys. Yep. <laughs> Do you remember? Your saying, I'm just saying. Look at the previous three years. Okay. All right. So it was in. We were better than 12 and 11, though. We beat two teams that went to state. I don't care about the record. You were better. I care about how how good we were. Well, and you beat Beloit. I don't care what. Uh, who is it? Or whoever said your record is who you are. I don't care what he who he's a liar. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, Man, you guys were very, very good offensively. Uh, no, we weren't. No, we played. We grinded it out, baby. That was Dick you, Bennett you, ball. You lost. You won a game forty to thirty-five. You lost a game thirty-one. What was the Beloit score? What was the Beloit score? I remember that one. The win at Beloit, thirty-five to twenty-seven. Yeah. And uh, your your final game, a, fif, a fifty-eight to forty-one loss at Janesville. Correct. Barn burner. Barn burner. Yeah. So, uh, but were you any good as a player? Yes. Okay. All right. So you were all conference basketball too? Yeah, twice, I believe. Okay. I got right. Go ahead. Uh, and what was the third sport you played? Baseball. Baseball. And were you any good at baseball? 
so I was, I think, second team as a junior, senior year. I had the worst case of senioritis anybody's ever seen. <laughs> I was done after. I was done after basketball. Much as I, I, <laughs> I was done. I checked out mentally. Oh, I mean, everyone, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I think most people do, but especially in uh, at schools where the sports aren't any good. We were good though. Oh, you were good at baseball. Or we our teams are actually pretty good. I think okay. we had a one. I think we had a one seed in the playoffs junior year. Okay. Senior year, I think we had a one or a two. Okay. So the one good, the one sport you're good at, you just checked out mentally. Oh, I was done. Okay. All right. Um. So after high school, what'd you do? I where'd went. You, where'd you end up? I went to UW Green Bay for a little bit. Um, had a serious girlfriend at the time, so I came back to MATC. Okay. Thought I was going to go to UW Madison. She wasn't having that. <laughs> so I went to, so I went to Whitewater. Okay. And we broke up two weeks later. <laughs> so that was a wise move. But I met my wife at Whitewater, so all works out. Uh yeah, and then I uh, got my degree in uh broadcast journalism actually. Don't okay. use it, but I have it. Yeah. And uh you, so want to, you, you want to know about my whitewater days, like Pumpers and Mitchells or. So, yeah, I mean, did you, you lived in what, so you, your wife, I, I mean, uh, your girlfriend lived in, went to whitewater. That's why you ended up going there. Cause she didn't want you at UW Madison. She just wanted me around. Oh, okay. Her. Okay. Until, gotcha. until she didn't. Okay. So how long, how long were you at whitewater? Cause that's actually where I graduated from as well. Uh, so oh, much, much earlier than you, but yes. Yeah. So. I think I, God, I should know this. You think you'd know what year you graduated? Yeah, um, but I don't. Okay. Only be, only because yeah, I'm sure we'll get into this later about my story. But so so, I started working at 24 seven Sports while I was at UW Whitewater. Yes, and then I signed my first contract while I was still there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to school. I got a full time job. You know what am I doing? So I I left or I moved to some prairie. Um, and finished up part-time and then just kept, you know, traveling back and forth and making classes work in between that schedule. So, so I, uh, I I found it actually. Okay. You got me 2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. So so I, uh, so I took my sweet time with that one. Well, lots of people go to, lots of people go to college for seven years. Yeah. They're called doc. (laughs) Uh, but like, that's a, to me, that's another interesting uh, trip to where you get to. I mean, you have to figure out a way to get it done. If it doesn't make sense for you, you have to figure out a different way. And this, this made sense. You were working, you said full-time and going to school part-time, even though in reality, you'd already had the job that you wanted. You didn't necessarily need the degree. Did you? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, the, the weird thing is, and, and probably, you know, for something that's probably better left unsaid is nobody ever asked me, <laughs> you know, I was already there as an intern kind of. And then, you know, once Kyle Heikinen left, um, they, they turned it over to me, you know, there was no interview. There was, there was nothing. Um, you know, they just kind of, here you go, kid. And <laughs> there it was. So I've, I've never filled out, you know, I mean, it was different once we got bought by CBS sports, then all that stuff, you know, but by then I had already graduated and all that, but you know, at the time when, you know, it was a smaller, startup company not i don't know startups the right word for it but um you know what i mean yeah kind of um you know wasn't a small operation but you know it was pretty new um you know at the time you know there was nobody that interviewed me on anything or any (laughs) i mean i'm I'm sure somebody knew i was still in college but it It wasn't wasn't a big deal or anything yeah it was it was loosely organized i think would be a good way to describe early 24 7 no Nah, I mean, we like in, in terms of that stuff, like it, it did like the, the upper management, like wasn't, you know, locked in on that, those type of details. Yeah, it's not what it is today. But I mean, I, w- I would still there. I would still say there's a lot of oversight. OK, um, but I mean, the other part of it, too, is, you know, where they where else were they going to go at, at that point? You know, I'd probably been there a year or two. I was basically working full time for free or, or whatever Kyle, you know, would give me out of his pocket, which was really cool and something he didn't have to do. Um, you know, so I had basically been running it already, uh, not running and Kyle was there, but I mean, 
the stuff I did didn't change. Um, yeah. so, you know, I think that's part of it too, is, you know, what else were you going to do at that point that, you know, made sense. What, what, uh, when you were growing up, what did you want to do? Was this just, I want to be in sports and this is the best way no. to do it. Or, or how did you, where did you come to the conclusion that broadcast journalism or just journalism in general and, and being involved in sports and writing about this stuff and calling up 14 year old kids was going to be something that you were interested in. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> I'm going to, I wanted to own my own donut shop. Okay. So I actually went to green Bay for business. Seriously. A donut shop. Yeah. And, okay. You know, Krispy Kreme. They're lucky. I didn't. I got some <laughs> ideas. I got a whole notebook of crap. I was, I was going for, I still okay. might do it. I still might, you know, at some point once yeah. I figure, you know, I, I got the easy stuff down, like all the, the ideas. Yeah. You know, forget the other stuff, how to make a donut and, you know, the $50,000 I need to set up the place, you know, worry about the small stuff later. Yeah. But, uh, that, that's what, that was my dream for a while. Okay. I wanted to start my own donut shop and yeah, so I started in business and then I don't know, it just kind of felt dumb. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of for a while, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I, I don't know why it took me so long. Like, Hey, idiot, you like sports go into that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I actually started my own thing for a little bit. Uh, and you know, it was kind of, you know, I was, you, you probably get those emails too, where, you know, college kids or high school kids will reach out to you, you know, looking for advice. Hey, how do I get started? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you because I'm not, I'm not Jesse Temple who, you know, slept in a barn or, you know, you know, his stories. I don't know if you, you did his already, but, but he's got, yeah. he's got some, like, I'm not, I'm not the guy that paid his dues, and, right. you know, begged my way into a, a lot of different things. Like I just happened to be at the right place, right time. Kyle saw what I was doing. He said, Hey, you want to come on? I was maybe doing that for two weeks. And then, you know, I, I, I saw 24 seven sports, you know, when they first started and, you know, I liked what they were about. And then, you know, even before I ever got into it, I was like, this is kind of where I want to go. And, you know, it, it just worked out perfectly. Yeah. So you know, I never know how to answer those emails about <laughs> what yeah. should I be doing? Like, I, I can't help you. Right. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I did the same thing to an extent. I've already told that story about, how I emailed Jason Willie when I was working up in Beaver Dam and right. I emailed him asking him if he needed help. And he said, yes. And it changed everything for me. But I also, I don't know if you know this or not. I went to school with Kyle down yeah. at Whitewater and we were in a class together and in 06 or 07, I did some writing for Badger Nation. And uh, yeah. And he was like, and he was like, oh, that's awesome. I really want to do that. Mm. And like a few years after that, Wait, before you go, are you getting to this? Is this going to be a tie-in that I, I owe you everything? <laughs> no, it's you not. Helped I, him? I just, there's, there's a tie between, between where this goes to. I don't know if I can, you. I don't know if I can live with myself. If I, if, if, you if have I owe you everything. Yeah, no. And uh, like a few years later, all of a sudden he's working at 24 uh, seven. But I think he started at Badger Blitz and then, uh, and then yeah. went to 24 seven when it started up and we had some contact around that time, but then, you know, he has found his way into coaching and, but yeah, no, I, I, I knew Kyle when, uh, when we were in school and it was, it was kind of a small world like that. He had ended up, you know, he really wanted to do something like that and he went ahead and did it and then started his own site and then obviously moved on from there. But it is a very, very, very small world with, with names and, and things have to happen for you. And I, you're right. I do get emails like that. It's advice. It's also DMs. Like I've had people DM me, college kids DM me, like asking about certain things. And uh, all of a sudden they turn into uh, uh, coworkers. I mean, that's, that's happened before. And I don't have a problem with it because I, without the, that same thing, without someone reaching out, without me reaching out, it wouldn't have happened either. You know what I mean? Um, it was the same way with Badger Nation. I reached out, said I have some free time. Gosh, I'd like to, I'd like to do this. And uh, I did it. And that was it. And it kind of just fosters where you want to be and, and what fosters the ideas of who you want to be and what you want to do with your life. And it worked out and obviously it worked out for you and it worked out for me. And uh, here we are. But what was the toughest thing about jumping into this type of business, though? Because I think going from being a business major to 
being a broadcast journalism major is, is pretty significant difference. Yeah, so I would I would say the toughest thing is, you know, and this would be probably the biggest piece of advice for for you know anyone that's listening is, you know, just trying to be different for, from any, anybody else, and you know, trying to be unique and you know, finding a, a niche in, in this market. You know, I I think everyone's first instinct when they jump in, you know, mine included, is to you know, kind of see what maybe the newspaper guys are doing and, you know, kind of piggyback off that. And, and, but the reality is if you're doing the exact same thing as everyone else and and you're newer, why would anybody come look at your stuff and, you know, see what you have to say Um, that they're not going to do that. And, you know, I, I think the toughest part, you know, is just trying to find an area that, you know, I, I thought was big enough to be, um, to, to carry me, but, but was also, you know, unique, um, in a way that, you know, a lot of people weren't doing it. And that's kind of why I fell in love with, with the recruiting side of things. Um, you know, I don't love calling up high school kids all the time and trying to pick their brains. I I could deal without that regardless of what you think. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I do love recruiting because it's kind of the game within the game. You know, I I don't go as far and say, you know, the, 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 uh, games on the field are, are one, you know, with these off the field battles, but, but to an extent they, they do make a huge difference. And I kind of became fascinated uh, with that, just kind of the competition between these schools uh, off the field, you know, when the lights aren't on Saturdays um, and, and the stadium's not full. And, and, you know, so I just kind of found different ways to, to cover it, you know, with, with different types of pieces that, you know, and I like to think that I do have a good pulse you know, for what people want to, to read and, and know about. And that helped me with, with a lot of my content ideas, you know, just think about, okay, cause I used to subscribe to, to, to um, not, not plugging them in any way, but I used to subscribe to rivals and scout, you know, and even when I was in high school and, and, yeah. and I remember, you know, thinking about what I, what I wish I wanted and which I wish I was reading or what they do, um, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, so that, you know, in, a, in an odd way, kind of, kind of helped me too uh, with all this, even though, you know, I wasn't really planning on doing anything in journalism at the time, you know, I, th- I think, you know, I, I do remember getting excited about, uh, you know, those older recruiting battles, you know, John Clay, John Clay <laughs> you know, that, that was a big one. Oglesby. Uh, and yeah, then it wasn't a battle. Gosh, but, be, it wasn't yeah. a battle, but but I remember the, I remember those ones specifically, and uh, and watching it on Rivals, and like yeah. you know, yeah, two big guys, two four, I mean, two five star guys being like, oh my god, I can remember, I remember the, it's so stupid, but I can remember the day that uh, I think Oglesby committed, and it was like, why do I care about this? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> that was it was fun to it was fun to follow, especially back then because that was like. Not not the start of the. Re- I mean, it had been around for a few years, but it was really starting to build up, right? Like it was really starting to take off in oh four, oh five, oh six, and like it was extremely, extremely interesting. Right, and yeah, I, I don't know when it started. Um, I, I just remember, you know, you used to have these times in high school, like downtime, study hall, or whatever. And I, I remember coming across it junior, you know, junior, senior year, just looking for Badger stuff. Um, and, and yeah, you know, that, that's kind of where it, it, it got me. Um, you know, I, I was always checking the offer list to, you know, updating yeah. those. Cause you know, that at the time there was no Twitter or anything like, you know, right. you didn't know that was the only place to go to find out who had an offer. Then kids didn't have social media to report them. So I'm always checking and it was updating those to see the new offers that, that came in and, you know, just checking every day to see who Wisconsin's competition was against <laughs> so-and-so. Um, you know, those were the days. Yeah. Those were the days when the kids didn't control the message and you had to go, you had to go through people like me. Now, now, now they don't need me anymore. So <laughs> uh, things have changed significantly, obviously, right. since then. Uh, so when you started in 2011, right, what, was that right, right around when you started 2011? Yeah, I think 2010 or 2011. How much has it changed from that point to now in the way that everything is done the way has you, how much has your job changed in that amount of time? You know, I, I would say in a couple ways, uh, obviously when we were bought by CBS, that, that changed a lot because all of a sudden we went from, you know, basically almost a, I mean, we did team coverage obviously, but you know, not to the extent we, we do now. Um, 
you know, so we were basically just trying to sell subscriptions. Uh, you know, we still do that, but, but now that we have, you know, these huge followings on, on like the Facebook pages and all that, you know, you got to give free content, you know, to drive in, in traffic. So, so that, that's probably been the biggest change is, um, you know, obviously I'm still going to do what I do from the recruiting side of things, but, you know, I had to step up and do other things, you know, I'm traveling to all, you know, almost all the games now when, when I can. Um, and, and just, yeah. Yeah, that's why I said when I can, I'm at the big one. I'm at the ones that matter. Yeah, you know, it's a big game when, when <laughs> actually that's Jesse, you know, it's a big game. Well, that's basketball. When Jesse shows up, it's a big yeah. game that's, or that's Kobe nice. King left the program. Yes. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I keep losing my train of thought. You know, the other thing, Twitter, like we talked about, man, I, I remember like you used to get texts from every, every, every recruit in your, in your contacts because they had to go through you. You know, that was a thing where, and, and it was a lot easier to sell things because, you know, nothing was out. Even when Twitter was there, it's, um, you know, when it started, like it wasn't a ton of info floating around on that. Now it's like, if I wait an hour or two on something, it's already old news, you know, with, with the social media stuff. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to get scoops on that. Um, cause I remember, you know, when we first started, even when, you know, I was in high school looking at rivals and scout, I mean, they used to be able to keep commitments quiet for days. You know, they would tease them on, on the front page, right. And say commitment number 10 is in. And the only way you knew is if you subscribe to their site. You can't like you can't do anything like that anymore. Not no. not even close. No. Uh, so you know, I would say those are the two biggest things that that have differed since since I first started. Uh, just you know, kind of having to get away a little more from subscriptions, and and then the way just social media, and, and then the well, I should say the third way. You know, you, I got to be on that twenty four seven. Like you got to leave your Twitter up, and you got to constantly be checking it. You know, nothing's worse when you're out doing something or trying to have fun or something, and then. Well, Max Sampson leaves the program. Well, I mean, it's it's almost a guarantee. I tried uh, to bridge I, for you there if you wanted to jump yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, Your show. It's, it's you almost. Want. It is. You you can start a podcast. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> uh, it's almost it's it's almost a guarantee. I know there's a little bit of a joke on on your board there. Every every time you go on vacation, something big happens, or every time you're away from your phone, something big happens. So, um, is is that accurate? Pretty much for, in your mind. That's the way it's been going. It's yeah. crazy how that works. And I actually got a call from Paul Chris saying, you know, you oh, should yeah? just go on vacation full time. <laughs> I said, Are you just asking me to quit? And he said, yeah. yeah. I can't um, I'm kidding in case anybody can't hear the sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul Chris really does seem like a guy that would definitely call out a reporter and tell him to go on vacation. He <laughs> very, very invested in, in, in everyone and, and their jobs and everything that the media does. You are uh, being in the spot that you're in. It's a very competitive spot. Wouldn't you agree though? Uh, with, you know, obviously scout is no longer, no longer exists, but um, before that you had scout, you had rivals, obviously on three is trying to build it. What have those uh, competitions between sites look like? How have they played out? Because I, I kind of feel like it could get contentious at times. It used to a lot when I was younger. Uh, I don't know how much I, I should say, um, but, you know, we, we've had beef in, in the past. I don't think anything's happened for, for years. Um, you know, I remember, you know, working under Kyle is, is kind of where I first got. I mean, you had – I don't want to speak for him, but, uh, yeah, I felt like you had three guys that didn't like each other very much and, and you know, really got after each other's – uh, throats at, at times. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of just, you know, how I remember it. I don't think you're wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like the, the move to CBS, uh, I think has changed things in terms, not that they're like rivals isn't a competitor or on. Th I don't even know what's going on with on three. I couldn't tell you uh, much. I, I just haven't looked or paid much attention to what's going on there. I mean, obviously I know it's a lot of 24 seven sports guys who have gone out over, over there. Um, so that, you know, maybe I should be paying attention. I, I don't know, but you know, I just kind of try and focus, focus on myself, but um, you know, the, the thing with CBS sports, you know, I don't know if rivals is this way, um, you know, where most of what they're trying to do is sell subscriptions. But I mean, I, I think that kind of alleviated a lot of that when we got bought by them, because all of a sudden it didn't become about, 
being a subscription site. I mean, we are obviously, and, you know, if you want that, you can have it, but, you know, I, I think there's almost just as much, if not more value to us from the team side stuff, which is why, you know, it hasn't been just me there anymore, even though it was for the first five, six years, you know, I, I got to have somebody else uh, with me to, to kind of help carry that load. So I don't, like I said, I haven't had anything pop up for years, you know, with those guys. Uh, so I, I think the move to CBS sports, yeah, I just, not that I don't care about, you know, competing for subscriptions and all that, but it's just, you know, it's gone from being 90% of what we do to kind of like 50, 50 now, you know, yeah. it's not a make or break thing. Yeah. I will say I had, we would have guys on during the recruiting shows I think even going back to when I was with ESPN and I, I remember talking to, to someone and it wasn't you, uh, but it was, uh, and they were like, I, I said, you know, can you come on for our, for our signing day show? And they're like, sure. Uh, but then you can't have this other person on. <laughs> and I was like, well, they're not going to be on at the same time. Like that's going to be later on. And they're like, I guess that's okay. Uh, and I'm like, well, you're not going to dictate who I have on and who I don't. And it was obviously, it was the last time I had that person on. So but th- there was definitely competition there. There's, there's no doubt that there was, there was competition there for you though. You do a ton of traveling because you're not just obviously, obviously Badger 24 seven, but you also do prep hoops, right? Like that's a, a right. different job yeah. than 24 seven. Yeah. But I like it cause I can kill two birds with one stone and it yeah, kind of gives course. me access to a lot of different things that, you know, normally I wouldn't. Um, but yeah, so what, what I do over there is it's a scouting service. I mean, you know, people can subscribe, not that I'm plugging it, but I'm just saying you don't have to be a college coach to subscribe to it if you want to read, but, but the basis of it is a, a scouting service for um, division one, two, three, you know, whoever, whatever, level college coach you are, um, you know, to, to, you know, find out about kids in the state of Wisconsin. And, you know, if if you want to recruit them, you know, got their info and and video and and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, completely different job, but, but I like it because it ties, you know, they just tie together. And plus with Wisconsin, not having baseball, it's great. So otherwise I'm just sitting around all summer anyway. So you got to get to, you know, in addition to following the Wisconsin high school prospects, you know, you go out and look at, um, and be around the guys the Badgers are looking at. You know, it often you can often kill two birds with one stone there. Yeah. So, what's your least favorite? What's your favorite part of all the traveling you do? Because I mean, it's ridiculous how much traveling you do. And, and what's your least favorite part? I mean, the the best part of traveling. I mean, I just like being in the gym with like the future stars of tomorrow, and you know, kind of just getting to see these guys before you know, their big names on ESPN and all that. I I find that pretty cool to kind of just see them before they've uh, arrived and, 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 you know, get a feel for them now. Um, The least favorite part, I guess, since my son has been born, it's been a lot harder. Not to to sound like this is going to, you know, I don't want to take the the show in a different direction here. Yeah. But, you know, that's been the hardest part now. So I used to look forward to these trips and now like I walk out the door, I'm like, oh, you know, you got to be away from them for four or five days. And it's, it's a different feeling than, you know, what, what, what I'm used to. Um, you know, I used to kind of like just getting away and, you know, being by myself. You know, I got that only child, you know me, like I got that only child syndrome. I don't talk to people most of the time. I used yeah. to like kind of being by myself. Now, now I got to, <laughs> now it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure your wife loves to hear that. Um, now she ain't going to listen to this. <laughs> Used to love getting away from her, but now that we have the kid, I, I kind of like to stay home. <laughs> I said, for the record, I said being <laughs> by myself. I didn't say get away from her. <laughs> Any run-ins with parents that don't like a, a story that you've wrote or something that you've said about their kid in, in any of these uh, high school or college? Oh, Yeah. Which is why I always try and keep it positive as much as I can. If I'm going to go negative and say something that they may not want out there, I'm going to put it on the message board and write. I'm not going to put it in an article. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned not to do. I did that. I learned that lesson. I, I, I don't remember who the recruit was. I honestly don't. But the one time it got me, some, some tight end came to Wisconsin's camp and I said something like, you can't play here. You're not going to be good enough. <laughs> well, dad told me, stay there. <laughs> Stay away from his kid. Don't ever cover him again. Didn't matter that I was right. 
The kid yeah. didn't get the offer. I think he went to some low level. I think he went to North Carolina or something and didn't have a very good career. Didn't matter. But, you know, <laughs> learn that the hard way sometimes. If you got to go negative, just go to the message board where no one, they'll never know what's there for the most part. And now, yeah. now everyone knows my secrets, all the parents listening. So right. they just blew uh, that one open. Do you have, do you have burner accounts where, uh, whether on the, on the board or, or on Twitter, where you get some of this stuff out off your chest that can't, that you can't actually say? I do not have a burner account okay. despite the, despite what's the name of the one everyone thinks Moscow, not oh. my burn, not my burner account. AJ I Moscow. Promise I will submit my laptop <laughs> to evidence if needed. All right. Before we get to the, uh, the defensive line preview, one more, a couple more questions about your career. Uh, namely, is this kind of like, I don't want to say the pinnacle, not the pinnacle, but is this where you want to be? Like, just, I talked about this with Jesse and talked about it with some other people too, just because they built such a established following here. Like this is, you're so locked in at this point that is there any other place you could go or anything else you could do in this business that would be better, uh, that you'd be better situated at than you are right now? Um, you know, I, I haven't thought too much about it. You know, I, I would say I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I don't necessarily have this desire to, to do something else. Um, sometimes, you know, I wish I could, you know, maybe do something a little more low key, less drama filled, you know, when you, I mean, I like recruiting, like I said, but you know, the downfall is I got to be on my toes 24 seven. That's why they call it 24 seven, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you kind of always checking on that phone, you know, I'd like to be able to go, you know, whether that, you know, I don't have any desire to do anything in the immediate future, but, um, immediate future, not media future. But, um, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, just covering a pro team or, or something like that, where, you know, what every day is going to be like for the most part, yeah. you know, it would be kind of good, but, you know, I, I still got some energy left and some miles left on the, the tires for sure. Uh, but, um, you know, that, that would, you know, that'd be way down the road, but, but I like where I'm at, you know, if this was it for, you know, as far as the Badger side of things, um, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. How do you deal with, uh, for a lack of a better term, the haters, whether it's on Twitter or on your board, oh, I turn all that off. I turn all that off, turn okay. that off a long time ago. Okay. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you reply, I don't even see, I have to go in and like, look. You have to, you have to unmute me. No, I'm not, I'm not muted. I just don't have any notifications on. Oh, okay. All right. So you don't, Oh, you don't have it. You, you're notification free. Yeah. So if I want to be called a loser idiot, I'll just, you know, stay home and talk to my wife. <laughs> but there are times though, like, especially in your business, like, especially people paying for subscriptions. Like if you don't do this or you don't do that, or you don't have this information, this moment like why are we paying here why well you we can you can get me on you can get me on the message board okay but on like, social media i'm not gonna look at it unless i want to i'm yeah, not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna click the notifications so like i don't even i don't see anybody's so i have to go in so how Sometimes do you react I, to that? what how do you react to how do you deal with it not, do I deal not, so, with? not social media but like on your own board like because these people are paying Oh yeah. You know, and they're in, it's, it's not a small commitment and it's, it, they're very loyal, but like, how do you deal with those type of people? Um, do you have an example? I don't, but I'm like saying, uh, Hey, Evan, why wasn't this in, in your, uh, Wednesday confidential or whatever, you know, your camp wow. confidential? Why wasn't, why wasn't in this year? Can we get an update on this? Why aren't you following this story? You know, like, uh, you know, why weren't you here? Why weren't you there? Like I've all, it's, it's a accumulation and it's a very small part of the population. I'm just wondering for you, if like someone's like, Oh, Evan's not doing this or Evan's not doing that. How do you react to it? Um, I probably haven't handled that <laughs> always graciously or the best I, I, I can. Um, the conclusion I came to a long time ago is you're not going to be able to please everybody. Um, you're not going to know everything. Um, so, uh, you know, you know, this as, as well uh, in this business, your skin becomes very thick <laughs> to this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I think you got still have to treat people that are paying for your service 
maybe better than you would somebody on Twitter who's having a bad day and wants to take it out on you. <laughs> or even if that's the case, I, I think, you know, sometimes you got to remember that these people are paying for, for what you do for the most part. Um, you know, and I, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen where, where people don't get upset or, or even leave, you know, it, it's part of the business. Um, you know, it's something you, you kind of have to let roll off your shoulders at, at, at times and um, try not to take it personally, even though it kind of is, you know, but um, you know, the reality is this business, you know, when, when you're dealing with subscriptions type stuff where, you know, a lot of the information you get is stuff that people don't want you to know, right? and they only want it out there or it's only out there if they want it out there. So, you know, you, you kind of fall into this balance and this is probably one of the harder, I remember the, the Tyler hero thing where, you know, I kind of knew it was, or it could happen, you know, in, in July, they were, there were schools messing with them and he was thinking about leaving and, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I have a duty to the, the people paying to, to kind of give them a heads up and, you know, maybe run something at the same time. I'm, would be betraying someone's confidence if I'm doing that. So, so a lot of times, you know, you kind of have to walk this line of, you know, what should you put out there and, and what should you not? Um, and that's probably, you know, one of the more tougher parts of, of this job is, you know, obviously you want to keep your sources and keep your contacts happy. Um, but at the same time, you, you do owe these people something because, you know, there's a lot of different outlets they can go for information. And, you know, this is kind of a, extra thing you know it's for more diehard fans you know not you're not i'm not gonna act like there's a huge part of uh the wisconsin fan base that that signs up for for this kind of thing um or or that it's necessary that you have to have it in order to you know be fully covered with, with the team and know everything what's going on you know it's kind of an extra thing cherry on top type of deal where if you want it you know that there it is uh so those ones, um, you know, I, I don't know what you can do at, at times. You know, like I say, you're not going to know everything. Uh, you know, you're going to get scooped on things. Um, and those pills are always hard to swallow. They, they don't get any easier when somebody else, you know, has a recruiting bit, uh, breaks something before you do. You know, they, they um, uh, best you can do, uh, you know, I think is, is just try and get out ahead on, on as much things as possible. Um, so, you know, the, the good sort of outweighs the bad and, you know, the accumulation of work speaks for itself. Um, but, you know, the, I would say the ones, you know, when, when people get after you about something, uh, mostly I, I just kind of let it roll off my back and don't respond. It's probably the, I don't know if that's the best way to handle it, but, um, you know, I, what you don't want to do is, is get into shouting matches with people or I guess not shouting matches, but the keyboard matches with the people forth. who subscribe yeah. and don't need to be here and can leave you at any time. I mean, I don't think that's the way to go about it. Yeah. Have you had any stories that have stuck with you that, that someone else broke that you're like, ah, that should have been mine that you, that, that still resonate with you at this point, or is it just, Hey, it happens. Move on to the next one. Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think I have a pretty short term memory um, you know, at the time, you know, I'm a little PO'd, <laughs> not going to lie, you beat, you beat uh, but, but you never know. I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow, something, you know, tomorrow could be your day. I mean, the, the most recent one was the Johnny Davis team USA thing. And not that that was a huge story, but so we had just had our son and he's at, he's at the point where, you know, I, I had to hold him all day. You can't put him down or he screams. And so I'm like, I got this. And then I'm like trying to just put him in his little chair and he's just screaming and I'm just trying to type and like power through and I, <laughs> and it's getting louder and I'm just like, fine. <laughs> so I let it go. And I don't, I don't know who got it. I, I think state journal, maybe <laughs> getting it yeah. like 20 minutes later, <laughs> I just let it go. I said, okay, I'll wait till nap time. And you know, that, that day I wasn't happy. Uh, yeah. But like, like I said, I mean, every day, you know, it, it's never long. I mean, we've, we've all had those days where, um, you know, you, you, you get beat on something and then, but, but you, the next day is that, you know, you never know what can happen. As soon as you get one, you know, you forget about the last one, you know, it's, it's never really anything that sticks with you too long. Yeah. 
Gotcha. All right. Well, that's been, this has been awesome. Uh, let's now get into our defensive line preview. Cause I think I've kept you way too long already. And I'm sure you've got to, uh, got to get back to uh, the family that you love being around so much. Um, or the son, I should say you love being around so much. Not, not so much the wife, apparently the wife too. Okay. Sorry. Um, love you, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, all right. Defensive line. It is a group that has to replace Matt Henningsen and has to replace Bryson Williams. Otherwise, everybody else returns. I look at that group and what we saw in the spring from them, and I think they have the chance with a better Keanu Benton and more experienced defensive end group, including you know James Thompson Jr. and uh, Rodas Johnson. I think it has a chance to be just as good, if not better, than last year. And that was a defensive line that helped them – was a big role in having them be the top defense in the country, especially against the run. Yeah, I'm a little iffy on this group. I think the the loss of Matt Henningsen is tough. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot of playmakers of, you know, in terms of guys who can do something behind the line of scrimmage. He, he was kind of the one guy uh, that, that I think could give you a consistent pass rushing presence, a guy who could string plays out on the edge. Um, did a great, always did a great job of getting his hands up in the passing lanes and, you know, affecting, affecting those windows for the quarterback or getting his hand on the football. Um, there's guys who have played, which, which has helped. Um, I, I'm not sure what to think about those two defensive ends, James Thompson and Rodas Johnson. They, they've obviously flashed um, here and there. Uh, you know, have they done it? Did they do it consistently in spring where you felt like, you know, one guy was ready to roll and be a full-time starter? I, I never got that feel. Uh, for either of those. And, and I also think, I, I don't know how deep the group is, but behind, um, you know, the four guys, I, I don't know. I, I never just got the feeling that, you know, obviously, you know, with outside, like position, like outside linebacker, for, for instance, guys haven't played, but you know, everybody who's in the media knows how good that, that group is and then how good that group is going to be. We, we can see it. I, I don't know if this group has the depth uh, that, that you want, you know, especially if an injury were to happen to, you know, Keanu Benton or even Isaiah Mullins, I think would really hurt. Uh, so, you know, that was a big thing last year uh, going into the season was uh, Coach Kalazi, uh wanted to get more playmaking behind the line of scrimmage with this group and then kind of let them go. Uh, showed some of it, but, but I don't know what you're going to get necessarily. Uh, they're athletic. You know, I will say that for, for Johnson and Thompson, you know, they, they can do some things and pin their ears back and go. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's kind of one of those things you're going to have to see it, um, see it fold, uh, see it unfold in, in the season before we really know what, what they've got here. And then, you know, like I said, the other question, depth, you know, Gio Piaz, you know, seemingly going to be the backup nose tackle was out in spring. Uh, Curtis Neal's also coming off that injury. So they're a little thin at that position. Obviously, they got different types of lineups uh, that they go to use the nickel two, four, five a lot. So that can alleviate some of the depth concerns when you're only lining up two uh, defensive linemen at, at times. But uh, there's a lot of question marks behind those starters. You know, Cade McDonald, Isaac Townsend, uh, Ben Barton, who, who's moved over there now. Just, just guys we just don't know a lot about yet. So I think looking at Johnson and, and Thompson, those two are critical to, to how good this front seven is going to be. Um, you know, if they're going to continue to roll and, and, and be once again, the, one of the nation's top run defenses. Yeah. I, I really like Rodas Johnson. He, I mean, he brings a ton of energy, right? Like he brings a right. ton of uh, energy, brings a ton of personality. He's, he's certainly got that. And then James Thompson jr. Does and, and Keanu Ben does. I think, I mean, this, this group in terms of personality, maybe, the most filled on the team. And it's, that's saying something because there's quite a few uh, other position groups that, that have that as well. But I thought a, a guy that really stood out against the run during in the spring, and he had a plenty of time because of the injuries to Isaiah Mullins and Isaac Townsend at times uh, was Cade McDonald. I thought, you know, there were, there were several times where he was in the backfield and stood out against the run with some, some plays in the backfield. Now, again, how much of that was going against uh, certain people on the offensive line? I don't know, but he's a bigger body that I think may, may be able to help them in, in the depth as, aspect of it. Yeah. He was a guy, I remember singling him out in, in one practice. Um, you know, he, he was a guy coming out of high school that, that was really raw. Um, but, but I thought talented and, you know, had he not been from uh, Hudson, Wisconsin, you know, a guy like him with those measurables at six, six was coming out of the Chicago suburbs, you know, he would add a lot 
different <laughs> recruitment uh, than, than he did. And, you know, he was a guy I pegged as somebody that, you know, needed to really grind behind the scenes for two to three years before he was ready. Well, yeah, like you said, this spring, he started to flash a, a little bit, um, you know, looks like, looks like he got a lot stronger and had some good weight. You know, he was able to bust through, um, you know, some of the hand-to-hand combat stuff uh, that, that they do with the offensive linemen, you know, in those one-on-ones or, or two-on-twos or whatever they do, um, you know, over in the end zone there. Um, so he is a guy that I'm interested to see that this fall um, that, that can help, I, I think can help that group and at least help, you know, solidify a two deep that I think desperately needs it. What does Kurt Neal's recruitment look like if he didn't have the injury? I, think no? I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's at Wisconsin if he have the injured, okay. to be honest. Um, not that, you know, he wouldn't, he couldn't have taken, still taken that official and then loved it anyway. Um, but, you know, the question is, does he end up even taking it? Because uh, there are a lot of schools that, that bowed out of that thing. Um, and, you know, he actually cut Wisconsin out once upon a time. And, I did. Uh, I didn't you know, know that. Yeah, I think he uh, had a top six or something like that. Wisconsin wasn't in it. Uh, they got back in. Uh, I, I don't know if it, I don't remember the timing of the injury and when Wisconsin got back in, uh, but but he did cut them out once upon a time. And, and the Badgers were the first school to ever offer him, or at least first Power Five. I remember he had. I, I know you know he took that official to Ohio State. I, I'm fairly certain he was not a take for them at that point, um, and I'm also fairly certain he had already verbaled to Wisconsin anyway before he ever arrived in Columbus. Uh, so they did stay on him, but, you know, the, the schools like Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, LSU, um, Oregon, I, I believe, made that initial top six. Um, USC, I believe, did too. I don't remember them being there um, towards the end of this thing. All right. Uh, there, there is one incoming freshman uh, uh, in terms of scholarship-wise, I believe. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Isaac Ham, is he, is he going to end up? along the defensive line? I think he does in the end. Uh, I'm trying to remember. They were, they were so back and forth as to what he was doing. Um, you know, like one time, you know, early in his recruitment, it was defensive end. Uh, then after he took his official, they talked about outside linebacker. And I, I think I remember at his commitment ceremony, uh, there was talk of, both or whatever position they were they were saying i, I don't know if it existed okay. at, at wisconsin <laughs> in their defense so it, it felt uh, my guess is they're at least going to try him as a stand-up outside linebacker okay um, but I, I would guess with just what i've seen in person the way he moves his size i would guess he he's better off with his hand in the dirt when, when all said and done but um you know they, they've done this before with some guys I was going to say, um, and, and you just look at the outside linebacker depth too. I right. Mean, quicker path for him to get on the field. You know, we just talked about a, a week too deep at the defensive on the quicker path that is defensive end. Yeah. Uh, the, the last one or the one that really sticks out for me is uh, Alec James, a guy who at least his freshman year was an outside linebacker, moved him to defensive end and turned into a, in 2017, one of their better players, certainly one of their better pass rushers along the defensive line that they have. I think he had five and a half or six and a half sacks in the senior. Mm-hmm. So that one stands out for me in terms of a guy who started on the outside and moved in. Um, is, is, is it, it's, it's Ham, isn't it? It's not ham, right? Do you know what it is? I, I always like, thought it was ham. People okay. do this. People do this to me and I'm like, I'm always writing it. I never say it. Yes. I, I don't know. You, <laughs> now you're not you're, your broadcast journalism degree uh, not coming so, in yeah. very handy here. That's uh, why I didn't use. That's why I didn't go that route because I didn't yeah, want to right. learn how to yeah. pronounce people's names. Just, I just wanted to learn how to spell them. Didn't really care how they were yeah. pronounced. I got yeah. you. All right, that's fine. Um, and then the the news today: Cormac Sampson's career at Wisconsin is done. He uh, decided to to not return for a fifth year at UW uh, gave you a statement said that uh, he's going to focus on his professional career and education. He's uh, going to be going to grad school, I believe, and going to be coaching at one of the Sun Prairie schools this fall. How big of a loss do you think this is for Wisconsin? Well, if, if Wisconsin stays healthy, it's, it's not a huge loss. Um, but, you know, we're talking about the offensive line position um, and it's also a position Wisconsin struggled to keep healthy, you know, quite a bit. 
in the Paul Christ era. Uh, so, you know, could potentially be huge. I mean, he was, I, I think, the most versatile offensive lineman they, they had on the roster. I mean, this guy no, lined no, up no. everywhere. No, Who, who's more? Tanner Bordellini. I mean. Tanner Bordellini played jumbo tight end. Well, he's, yes, but he's also played center, right guard, right tackle, and left guard in a game. Cormac Sampson, very versatile, very versatile. And, uh, you know, being forced to, well, not even jumbo tight end tight end like he got he got a tight end number for an entire year he very selfless i would probably put tanner just a step above him but you're right very very versatile guy yeah. where to pick up after i was rudely interrupted I, that was, like that that. was really just to, you love arguing with me don't you? Don't I, you? I do very much enjoy it gets in the way of the show now <laughs> everyone's everyone's upset yes um so, you know, he, he was kind of a jack-of-all-trades guy where you could plug him uh, in a lot of different places uh, to fill in. Um, you know, I, I had him pegged. I, I don't know. It's, offensive line, you know, such a crapshoot when you do these preseason depth chart projections, yeah. especially when Coach Rudolph was here. I mean, he'd move guys everywhere. You never knew where, where people were going to end up half the time. But I had him pegged as kind of the second-team center. Yep. Um, did you want to argue with that? No, I, I, well, I mean, I'm just you, making sure before I go on. If for, you want to be, if you're, if you're seriously asking <laughs> if I want to argue or not, uh, my two deep coming out of spring had, uh, as the second team center, Tanner Bordellini or Cormac Sampson. Okay. See ya. And also, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I, that's where I was. So now you got Bordellini, who I, I think at least I, I would project him to start, but I, I could see, um, Bob Bostead rolling with Mike Furtney at guard instead of Bordellini. Yes. I also think that right tackle spot is open, <laughs> but speaking we, of, speaking we don't of not, need to go. We don't need to go down that road. Speaking of uh, not being kind and someone's parents probably not wanting to do anything <laughs> with you. Uh, I don't think Logan Brown's parents are going to be uh, singing Evan Flood's praises anytime soon. I don't know if I've written anything bad. Uh, there, there were, I mean, there were some, but, uh, then, I, again, on the on the uh, there were some questionable things I'm sure that were written. Uh, I think it's that. open. I think you do too. Oh, I think it's wide open. <laughs> I think. Oh, yes, no, for sure. That what we saw on the spring at right tackle is not going to be good enough to be the starter. I, I think that's wide open. But is Tanner? Is it going to be Tanner Borderlini, or is it going to be uh, Trey Wedding? Is it going to be maybe Riley Mallman moving over from the left side? I don't know. Or maybe even they move. Maybe they like Riley Mallman at left tackle and Jack Nelson's the right tackle. I don't think that's going to happen, but. You know, it all depends on what Bob Bostead. I guarantee you right now that if Joe Rudolph was still the coach, it'd be Tanner Borderlini at right tackle. Yeah, and, and that, and if if it, if that's the way Bostead goes, you know, who's your backup center? You don't have anybody with necessarily game experience. Um, you know, Borderlini would be ideal for that job, but he may be a starter. Um, there, there's two positions that I think at least are open. You know, you got to start grooming somebody. Um, you know, now behind. Joe Tipman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Dylan Barrett, I think is probably another option there. Right. Uh, if Tipman leaves, I mean, I, there are a lot of people that like him. Uh, I guess we'll see how it plays out. If he can stay healthy the entire year, if he leaves, then maybe Tanner Bordelini is your starting center next year. And, you know, you, you figure stuff out elsewhere, but I, uh, I, I, I mean, I like the offensive line. I think they're really solid in four spots and they just got to figure out right tackle. Um, but losing Cormac Sampson is is a hit because he was, as you mentioned, the second most versatile guy along the line. Is that what you, I thought that's what you said? No, I'm second most. Okay, I'll concede. Good. All right, cool. your show. Awesome. All right, this has been amazing. Really appreciate it, Evan. Uh, as I've told everybody that I've done this with, I've kept you way too long. Uh, I promised a half an hour, and it's now been an hour. So you're welcome Ooh. for that. I'm a liar, and uh, I'm willing to admit that. Uh, do you I'll have admit any, who beat you at top golf? I was just, I wanted, before I got out of this, I was yeah. going to mention that because Jesse still is holding the video over my head as a uh, kind of blackmail of my first golf swing in like 15 years. Um, I, and I was wondering if you had anything that you, that you wanted to say about my golf game uh, or anybody else's golf game that we went to top golf in Las Vegas during the Las Vegas bowl or before the Las Vegas bowl. Uh, some of us uh, had more to drink than others uh, while we we're doing this. So at least keep that in mind. Colton Bartholomew, Is hammer, it? the hammer. <laughs> My God. The man can hit. The man can hit a golf ball. 
he yeah he drove he killed it uh you were pretty good though too uh but you were the well, only i couldn't aim my yeah. my my strategy was to just hit it the back of the net once i well, figured it, that out what, i also hit one straight up into the air and almost killed myself yes when but it came you, back down. you also were swinging i believe uh the female club uh that was offered uh to those at top golf see when when you say <laughs> Some of us may have had more to drink than others. Am I, are you talking about yourself? I'm not. I remember this Memory. conversation. I remember this. Com- I remember this conversation very vividly. There, there was. Oh, because uh, what was the name of the club? No, it was no, like the big dog or something. It was something you would never know. Not, it was absolutely not big. Dog. It was like <laughs> Hammer Time. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not big dog. Uh, but there was the a top, name like you wouldn't know at the top golf at, at, at the top of the thing. It said. Uh, men and women and oh, the women's clubs. Yes, it did. And the women's clubs were on the right. And the men's clubs were on the left. Hey, maybe you, I had too much to you, drink. I don't you know. T- you took one from the right. Hey, again, I'm not saying it. You bombed it with both. It's it's all good. It all works. I'm just, I was just asking uh, for you to confirm that, that you did swing with. Uh, I cannot ladies, confirm. Ladies clubs. I cannot confirm that. Uh, nor deny it. Sounds, sounds familiar, but that night's a little. <laughs> I remember having this type of discussion, but I don't. Yeah, so it was all good. It was all good. Uh, Evan, thank you so much uh, for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Had a good time. All right, there he is. Evan Flood from 24-7 Sports. We'll be back uh, later this week uh, with our look at the linebackers. Until then, you've been listening to The Camp.